Hey, Mama. So uh, one thing that I experienced as a mompreneur after having my second was trying to figure out the best way to go about working from home while breastfeeding my infant. And it's like, you know, for some of us, we breastfeed on demand and different things like that. But really trying to figure out a great way to make it work, especially with client meetings and all these different things like trying to navigate at home while breastfeeding a little one. And so I'm super excited about today's interview because I sit down to chat with Bethany Laverne and she is a breastfeeding expert. Um, She supports mamas with creating a breastfeeding schedule, um, whether that's for those who are returning to work. So actually where they have to physically leave their home or for those who work from home. And she shares so many tips and strategies for successfully breastfeeding as a working mom. And so this is regardless if you are working inside of the home or outside of the home. So if you are a mama who is breastfeeding and you're trying to come up with a schedule and all of the things, today's interview is just for you. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Hey, mama. Are you tired of feeling stressed and overwhelmed trying to grow your online business with your babies at home? You desire more flexibility in your day, allowing you to pour into your family, yourself, and your business without running yourself into the ground. Mama, you can build your dream business and do it in a way that fits your current season of life. And I'm going to show you exactly how. Welcome to the Mama Term Mompreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Singletary, daughter of the king, wife, mama of two, and life and business coach for mompreneurs. On this podcast, you will learn business strategies made for mamas just like you, who desire to be successful CEOs and fully present mamas without stress or overwhelm. So whether you're an entrepreneur who transitioned to a mompreneur or a mama term mompreneur, I am here to support you. So grab your coffee, notebook, and pen, put in those earbuds, and let's dig in. All right, today on the Mama Term Mompreneur podcast, I am sitting down to chat with Bethany Laverne, and we're talking all about breastfeeding, but more so breastfeeding as a work-from-home mom and all of that good stuff. So Bethany, welcome to the show. Please tell my audience about yourself, who you are, what you do, and all about your family. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me today. I'm so excited to be on. I am a huge fan of your podcast. Thank you. (laughs) So I am um, a speech language pathologist and a lactation specialist. I started my company Breastfeeding Relief with Bethany after my son, our second son had a tongue tie. And I felt like there was no information on a tongue tie and I was set up for failure So I started my company to help other mamas continue on their breastfeeding journey and also help mamas that their babies have tongue tie and going back to work. And so I am a mama of two boys. Um, My oldest is five and my youngest is three. Okay. Um, And this is so super exciting. Well, for me, it's super exciting to talk about it because I had two very different breastfeeding experiences. So with like with your second, my first, he had both a lip and a tongue tie, and it just really set the tone of our breastfeeding journey. And I wasn't getting the support that I needed, and it didn't go the way I imagined. 
But with my daughter, I think especially because I had learned so much from with my son, it was a breeze with her. Like I was actually an oversupplier (laughs) with her. So it was really interesting just having those two different experiences and how I navigated it and everything. Um, So I'm excited to chat um, with you. So let's start with like, Um, for a mom who like, okay, she just brought baby home. She wants to get back to, you know, um, running her business and all of that. So how can she plan successfully for her breastfeeding journey as a working mom? Yeah, that's such a good question. Cause I feel jumping back into work is just so difficult. And so you really need to have a plan and a schedule in place. So depending mama, if you're working from home, that's going to be easier for you if you're able, like if you aren't on screen. So of course, I'm on screen a lot with my clients. And so I just can't start breastfeeding my baby and still be working with a second grader on their Arctic R. So for moms that don't have to be on screen, it's lovely if you can take the baby and continue to breastfeed on that journey um, and just take small breaks throughout your day. However, a lot of moms have to go back to work. I've worked with quite a few nurses, um, different teachers. Teachers are always very hard, but we have to look at your schedule and set you up for success specifically with a pumping schedule is what I always like to look at and start introducing a bottle to your baby. Don't be like, oh no, I go back to work tomorrow and we haven't started a bottle. And then you're going to be gone from your baby for eight hours and they might refuse the bottle. And so we start working on tricks of taking the bottle usually after four weeks so that they don't have nipple confusion and then setting you up specifically for um, a pumping schedule at work. So I like to see what your work schedule is like, how often you can take breaks and then how old the baby is, how often you should pump because you don't want to start getting engorged mm-hmm. because mamas, you might start seeing um, mastitis or a clogged duct, um, which is really going to affect your breastfeeding journey with your baby. Yeah, um, it's so interesting because with my daughter, I was running my business and everything. And so I didn't always have to be on camera. So a lot of it was like I had my laptop set up in the bed and I used the my breast friend um, breastfeeding pillow. And I would just have that strapped on, have her latched on, and I'm still just typing away and stuff like that. But it it looks a lot different depending on what your working situation is. So I love those tips that you provided, um, especially being mindful of when to introduce the bottle, because I think that's something we can easily forget about, especially your postpartum, you're navigating having this little one at home. And depending on whether it's your first, your second, whatever your home situation is, that may slip our mind. So I love that you pointed out, like making sure to introduce that at least four weeks after um, baby, or at least when baby's like four weeks and everything. So that way, when it is time for you to return to work, you know, baby can easily drink from the bottle and everything like that. Yeah. And specifically, one of my things I give moms, this is kind of my secret sauce. So starting at four weeks, of course, moms are very tired. Usually most moms go back at six weeks, which is so sad in the United States that we send our moms back to work so quickly. Some are lucky to have eight or 12 weeks, but specifically if you're going back at six weeks, you really need to start introducing that bottle 
um, having your spouse or your partner or your mom come over. So what we did specifically in my family was I was still trying to pump during the day at least once or twice. So we had some milk in the fridge. And then we would put both of our kids to bed at seven. I would also go to bed and then get um, a long stretch of sleep. And my husband, who is a huge night owl, and he loves to stay up till midnight or one o'clock. And then when the, the baby would wake up, he would give him a bottle. And then the baby never saw me. He was just introduced the bottle and he would take it right away because he didn't smell my milk of me. Like he smelled the milk from the bottle, but he didn't smell me and he didn't see me. So he was also very hungry. So he was willing to take the bottle which is lovely. And he's still like that little bit sleepy. And usually he would go back to sleep. And so I feel like that's always a good time. If the baby cannot see you, they are more likely uh, to take the bottle. Yes, yes, that is so true. It kind of just goes with the whole thing, like how kids are one way with mom and then everyone else completely different. So that's a really good tip. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, so kind of talking a little bit more about a schedule. So should a mom try to get her infant on a breastfeeding schedule? And if so, what are some tips for successfully doing that? Because I know sometimes moms are like, you know what, I'm just going to feed on demand. Um, so like talk to us about creating a schedule. Yeah, I feel like that's so hard, but again, it kind of depends on what you're looking for. And so I'm all about feeding on demand if you can, but I understand that's not for every mom. And specifically, if you're going back to work, I feel you need a specific schedule. And so, you know, especially when they're really little, we're looking at two to three naps a day. So I try to be very consistent on feeding and then, you know, laying the baby down and then getting up and feeding again and really trying to stick to that schedule. Because, you know, if you're going to daycare, they're going to have to stick to a schedule and they're going to have anywhere from like four to six babies in the room that they're all having to feed as well. And so sometimes they line up those boppies and put the babies in the boppies or, I don't know. It's, you know, they aren't laying them on the floor, but they are kind of lining them up and giving them the bottle and holding it. But they have to stick to the schedule for those babies as well to make sure they're all fed. But they also can't feed six babies at once with two hands. So I would try to really keep your baby to a very strict schedule if you are going back to work because you're going to see that at daycare. But that's another thing. If you know where your baby's going to daycare, which by the way, moms, the wait list are very long. So if you know you're pregnant, get on the wait list now and start interviewing even if you're pregnant. So I would, you know, call if you haven't already asked and say, what does a schedule look like for a baby that's coming in at six weeks versus a baby coming in at 12 weeks? Ask them their schedule, and then that will help us create a schedule for you that you're walking in with the same schedule that the daycare is also doing. Yeah, and I love that you brought up the waitlist thing because with my daughter, while I was pregnant with her, I put her on the waitlist for my son's school (laughs) because they always have such a long wait, and it's a really great school. So definitely, if you're thinking about it now, just put them on the waitlist. Yeah, it's almost like if you think you're going to start trying, just go ahead and say you're pregnant and put them on the wait list. (laughs) Okay, Um, so let's talk about mindset challenges that may come up, um, especially just with 
navigating breastfeeding and returning to work. And I know it may, those mindset challenges may be different depending on whether you work from home or you work outside of the home, but talk to us about some of those challenges that can come up. Sure. I think the hardest thing for mom is we are the hardest on ourselves and we're trying to be everything to everyone and we're trying to make sure everything's perfect. And so I feel like moms are going back to work. The best way to set yourself up for success is at night. Mm -hmm. So after you put that baby down, pick out your clothes for tomorrow, make sure your pumping bag is I also have, um, you know, if you work with me, I make sure that you have a checklist um, of pumping supplies to leave at work and new supplies you need every day because you have to have so many bottles for cleaning or if you're, you know, sanitizing, all those kind of things. So make sure that's packed. You got to make sure your baby bag's packed. But I do know a lot of daycares like you can bring in when you start a whole box of diapers, a whole thing of wipes, Mm -hmm. um, multiple sets of clothes. And also some daycares, you just pay them an extra 50 bucks and they cover it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, know those things ahead, but I feel like if you have everything packed the night before your morning's going to go so much smoother that your mindset in the morning going into work, you aren't going to feel rushed. You aren't going to feel anxious. Um, and you're just going to set yourself up for success for dropping your baby off as well as working the full day. So I would say that's my, (laughs) that's my biggest thing I say to moms. Um, and also moms know you aren't alone. Um, I think that's the biggest thing that I've started working with moms going back to work. When you come and work with me, I will, we will set down and set up a schedule for you, set you up for success. And then you get to come work with me for 30 days, one-on-one, and you can send me messages, you can send me pictures, you can send me videos, and I will get back to you in less than 24 hours and help you work through those mindset challenges. Or guess what? This didn't work today at work. Um, I don't feel like I'm pumping enough, which also could be the stress of going back to work. Um, and so I want to help you mamas get on the right mindset. I also send like an affirmation every morning. And when I first started this, I was like, I don't know if this is what moms really want. And I've gotten so many messages back. Like you did not know how much I needed this this morning to set me up for um, work and leaving my baby for the day. That is awesome. I, I love the level of support that you provide. And I agree. Whether you're in the breastfeeding stage or just have kids at home in general, if you prepare the night before, it's just going to make the start of your day go so much smoother. Yeah. And I also feel like there's less yelling in the house in the morning if you aren't like, I said, get dressed, you know, once (laughs) they get older. Right. But you aren't like running around with your, you know, your chicken with your head cut off because you're trying to get everyone ready and dressed and out the door on time. And then you're like, Oh, and the baby just spit up on my beautiful outfits. And I have to, right. So, yes. Yeah. So another thing is keep extra clothes in your car too. (laughs) Yeah. Not only does the baby need to change clothes, mama needs to change clothes too. Yeah. But that was the last thing I did was like, okay, now mama gets dressed last and we all get in the car. Yes, yes. (laughs) Okay, so one of the things that I've seen with some of my clients who they work from home, they're like coaches, service providers and everything. 
um, they aren't sure how to um, approach the conversation of like letting their clients know that they may need to breastfeed during like a call or something like that. So what would you say are the best practices for navigating it, especially if they're working with clients who aren't necessarily moms, so they may not fully understand? Sure. I feel like that's um, a conversation when you first like meet with them if you're having those like 30 minute or 15 minute free consultations. And also like at the very end, be like, oh, I think we'd be a really good fit. But I also just want to let you know, I'm a nursing mom right now and my baby's at home. And so, you know, these are, we'll try to schedule it off the times. Um, But if you have to have specifically at two o'clock, that's right around my baby's nursing time, I will try to move it forward. But we might run into your session or are you open to me nursing I'm I will turn off the camera but I'm still listening to you if that is okay with you so I would just start out with that open conversation and kind of see where your clients at and if they say no that's not really comfortable for me you know maybe you can have somebody else give a bottle at that time um, or just say you know two o'clock is a feeding time and we really try to get stick to that schedule. Can I please see you at 2.30? I love that. Um, And I think it goes back to just remembering that we are the CEO of our businesses. And so we get to, you know, choose what our availability is. So if we know baby has to eat at this time, then, hey, just block off your calendar at that time and that'll make it a lot easier. Um, But I also love that idea of like before even moving forward with working with the client, having that conversation so that way you're letting them know kind of like what your expectations are and, you know, this is part of your routine and just making sure that it's going to be a good fit. Okay, so I love talking about baby products and all of that. So talk to us about products that you recommend for breastfeeding as a working mom. Yeah, I think the best thing to get is a nice fitting pumping bra. Um, or a pumping um, tank top um, that fits into pumping so that you are hands-free, mama. Do you have like a brand that you recommend? Braverly is one of my favorite ones um, that I recommend. Um, There's so many good ones out there. I can't say like this is my specific, specific one. Mm -hmm. Um, But just so that you're comfortable in it, I didn't I always had like a pumping bra that I will tell you to keep in um, your work bag. But also there's so many that are so comfortable that you can just wear to work and no one has any idea that it's not a regular bra. And so then you aren't having to make changes or completely like disrobe in the middle of your day. (laughs) And so I would just get a few that you really like and um, just wear those to work every day. That's, um, that's one thing that will help set you up for success. I know there was more than once I was at work eating my lunch, um, writing notes on my iPad and pumping. So (laughs) (laughs) it is always great to be, um, hands-free. Another thing I know moms, when you're at work, you aren't with your baby and it is sometimes hard to let down. And depending on where the lactation room is, by the way, it is not legal for your employer to let you pump in a bathroom stall. By the way, you have to, you're supposed to be allowed a small room, even if it was technically a closet. Um, You do not have to pump in a bathroom. And so sometimes you do hear people in the hallway or walking around 
So I always suggest having ear pods with you. Um, and so some mamas, it's helpful to look at pictures of their baby or watch videos of their baby. I always like to turn on a funny show, like I would turn on Friends or The Office. It would kind of make me relax um, to let down. You can also listen to your favorite podcast or some music. Um, so I always suggest having your pods in so that you can't hear the noise around you. Another thing is the smell of your baby will help you also produce more milk. And so maybe if you could bring one of their blankets, receiving blanket, um, the pajamas they wore last night, something like that, if it has their smell on it, it is always super helpful um, for you. So those are some of the big things I suggest having. If you are a pumping mom, you guys might not like this information, but the wearables are nice. But if you are going to switch to exclusively pumping, especially being on eight to 12 hours a day, please don't wear just wearables it is not going to empty your breast enough. Mm-hmm. And some secret sauce I like to give is if you're not emptying your breast, you are not going to start making more milk. You're going to start making less milk because your mm-hmm. body's going to think, oh, you don't need this extra milk. So instead of five ounces, we're going to go to four. Right. And so then you're going to see a dip in your supply and you're going to be really upset. So it's all about supply and demand. So if you're effectively emptying your breast with a good electric breast pump, then um, you're still going to see good output, good output of breast milk. And I do like the wearables. But again, you are you aren't going to see as much output if you are using them five, six days a week for eight to 10 hours a day. What is your favorite electric um, breast pump? So I really like the Spectra. Um, Mm -hmm. That was one of my favorites. It's very easy to get um, with insurance. Mm -hmm. Um, There's also the hospital grade pumps, which are also super nice. They're also $2,000 currently. (laughs) And I could not afford that even with going back to work. It does empty your breast really, really well. And so that's more for exclusively breastfeeding or exclusively pumping moms. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And so your insurance should cover quite a bit of that. Um, But do understand that's a huge upfront cost. I do know my friend who had twins, she did get one of those. um, And she did continue her nursing or her pumping journey for a whole year with her twins and made enough milk, I would say because of the hospital grade pump. But for, you know, for if you aren't using it all the time and you're still going to go home and be breastfeeding at night on the weekends, I think the Spectra or the Mandela are mm-hmm. just as good and most insurance cover them. If not completely, uh, you might have a small charge of 50 to to $100. Okay, thank you. Um, I wanted to share a couple of things. So one trick that I learned from my midwife um, when I was pumping Um, because sometimes if we're like looking at like the milk coming out and stuff that can affect things. So I just started putting baby socks over the bottle so I could not see how much milk would come out. And no lie, I would always have a lot more come out versus when I could actually see (laughs) what was coming out. Um, So that's one thing. Um, And then the other thing was I've used both the Modella and the Spectra and I had a much better pumping experience with the Spectra. Um, for me, the suction was a lot better. Um, but I know a lot of people, they swear by Medela too. So, you know, you just have to try it out and see. But yeah. Yeah. And also, mamas, if you're going back to work, there are plenty of moms you know that you don't know 
have a pump sitting in their closet that they are not using. And so if you have a Spectra and you want to try out a Mandela, just ask, just post on Facebook, does anybody have a pump I could borrow, right? Or could I buy off of you for $20? Usually someone would let you borrow it. But I know like I had a Spectra and my sister-in-law had a Mandela because her insurance gave out free Mandela's. So she took the Mandela right? Whereas my insurance was more about the Spectra. And so I would just ask around if you feel like your pump's not working before you go start spending $300, $400 on yes. pumps, ask around. Someone has one in their closet that you can borrow and try out before either you can buy theirs or go purchase a brand new one. Yes, I am one of those people. I haven't breastfed in almost six months and my Spectra is still sitting in its box. So <laughs> it is true. <laughs> Okay, so as we start to wrap up this conversation, what is like one last piece of advice that you can give the mama who is breastfeeding and getting ready to return to work? Please ask for help if you feel like you need it. I feel like as moms, we do not reach out and ask for help. Instead, we do it by ourselves and we set ourselves up for failures just because we don't ask for other moms. And just, you know, there's so many good free breastfeeding groups out there that meet. Find one in your area and reach out. And, you know, the lactation consultants usually come and you can also get your baby weight if you're concerned about their weight. And so we do free weight checks. Um, I do know some places you have to pay to go see the lactation consultant or some of them are like $10 to go to the groups. But Mamas, it's so good to surround yourself in community and just ask questions. So the one I went to, we would always talk about something right that was going on and something we would like a little bit of help with or something we're struggling with. And so we could share like, oh, that's called the four month sleep regression. And you're like, oh, this all makes sense now, right? <laughs> and so... I would say if you're going back to work, please reach out to a lactation consultant. There's quite a few of us out there that will work with you. Even if you aren't by me, I work virtually and I want to help set you up for success so that you aren't just like, I, I don't know what I was doing with the pump. I turned it like literally I hear people say all the time, I turned it on. Okay, well, there's also pumping and suctions and <laughs> levels and Oh, I had no idea. You know, you're supposed to be on one until you let down and then you mm -hmm. switch it over somewhere else and then you adjust everything so you aren't like, oh, it hurts so bad, right? And so um, I, I just want to help you meet your goals that you would like. If you want to pump till a year, let me help you get to that goal. Just don't just like throw your hands in the air and be like, this hurts or I have cracked and bleeding nipples and all these different things and your baby could have a tongue or a lip tie. And so let me help you find someone in your area that you can go see a pediatric dentist and get that released um, so that you can continue on your journey. Cause I feel like there's so many moms that didn't know that was the issue and they gave up and they're like, Oh, I wish somebody would have checked their tongue so that we could have continued on our journey. And instead I stopped. That is such good advice. Yes, definitely ask for help. And yeah, know that you can work with a lactation consultant virtually. Um, I did that with my son. It was during the pandemic, so we really couldn't go in person. And it was very helpful. I was able to learn how to latch him properly. Um, and it helped 
with continuing on with our breastfeeding journey and everything. So don't be afraid to ask for help. Okay, so as we wrap up, please tell my audience where they can connect with you and learn more about your services. Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at Breastfeeding Relief. You can find me at my website, Breastfeeding Relief with Bethany. Um, I check my DMs and emails every day. I would love to chat with you ladies. I work with mamas one-on-one for 30 days. You can connect with me. Um, It's through an app. You can send me pictures, your questions. Most mamas um, do send me uh, messages at 2 to 4 a.m. when you're pumping and lonely and have all of the questions and nobody's awake. And so um, I will reach out to you when I wake up in the morning, which is usually like two hours later. And so I answer all of your questions for 30 days to help you out on your journey to set you up for success. And then I am also now working with moms going back to work one-on-one. And so we have a conversation and we set you up with a plan, kind of what we talked about today. And again, once you start work, I work with you for 30 days to make sure that you are on the right track for work, that you can continue to your breastfeeding journey and still um, continue to go to work and make both of those work together. All right. Well, thank you so much. Um, I'll make sure to link all of that in the show notes. But thank you again, Bethany, just for this really helpful conversation. Like I said, I have a couple of mamas I'm working with right now who they are navigating this. So I know this conversation is going to be very helpful to them and others in my audience. Um, So thank you again. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. No problem. Well, Mama, that's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to hang with me. If you enjoyed today's episode, will you do me a favor and follow the podcast and leave a review? Hitting that follow button and sharing your thoughts about the podcast are the best ways to ensure that other mamas like you find this show. Your review also lets me know if you're enjoying this podcast, so make sure to share your thoughts before you go. All right, Mama, I'll catch you in the next episode.